Hello and welcome to the Right Fight Podcast, a conversation about how to live a loving life. I'm your host, Rick Lloyd, and we're having a conversation with Kenny Vaughn. So Kenny, let's touch back to where we ended in the last, last episode. You said love is not a feeling, but that love is a choice. Why do you say it's a choice and how do you define what love is? Well, um, so well, coming out of that last podcast, I was going, okay, love is the foundation. What is love? And so I'm trying to figure out what love is. And I'm coming across different things in God's Word. Another thing I came across was, and just think of this story, right? So the story says that a man could give up his body to be burned at the stake, but have not love. And so I'm going, I'm starting to think at this time, like Jesus is love, God is love. He was a sacrifice. Like everything he did was for us. You know, it, it was all choices and decisions, sometimes not even what he wanted to do. So it wasn't like he felt it. Um, and so, but then I'm going, because at this point I'm thinking love is sacrifice, but then how could it be that someone could give up their body to be burned at the stake and have not love? So I'm, that kind of loses me a little bit. That could be perplexing. Like yeah. how, why? Right. So... So, but it, it took a while for me. But I, and if you read some translations, it does say, if he gives up his body to be burned at the stake, that he may boast. And so then you, then you go, love isn't just what you're doing, it's why you're doing it. So God sees the heart. We see the outside, he sees the inside. And, and so, if, if, so if we give up our body to be burned at the stake, that we may boast. We're sacrificing ourselves for ourselves. Okay. Not someone else. Might need to press pause and think of that, but yes, yeah. you're sacrificing yourself for yourself for to your promote s- your to promote yourself. Right. It's for me. Yeah. So I, and so I, when you ask, you know, what's it, how would I define love? At this point, I would say love is doing what is truly best for someone else without regard for myself. It's not doing what I believe is truly best for me without regard for me, because that is for regard. So you know, it's in. From, to me, for a long time, love was for me a much of a mostly a religious activity, meaning I did these things because they were the right thing to do, and they made me a good person. Hmm. Which was for yourself. That's right. That's what you're. Yeah. That's right. That makes sense. And I could never be good enough, by the way. No matter how much good I did, so I, so I was really good to you, but then you weren't good to me, so I didn't want to be good to you anymore. So would you say that would that self-centered yeah. selfishness? That's still rooted in fear. Yeah, I would say because you so, want to be known or somebody or acknowledged yeah whatever right the bottom line is why am i you gotta ask why am i doing it Mm -hmm. so so because i say i would suggest to you that fear does what's best for itself without regard for others and if i believe it's best for me to give to you i'm not giving to you or for you i'm giving for me Mm -hmm. but if i really love you i will give to you without regard for me now I know this can be confusing, and I hate to throw it in the middle of the, <laughs> of the whole thing, but just think about this for a second. I would suggest to you that living a loving life is the best possible thing you could ever do for yourself. But if you do it for yourself, it's no longer love. And this plays out in, in, in our relationships, specifically in marriages, you know, so if I love my wife so that she will love me, mm-hmm. 
I don't love my wife. I love me. Mm-hmm. And what really breaks down is I love my wife and she fails to love me. Mm-hmm. So then I become angry yeah. because I mean, I gave to get and I didn't get what I gave to get. So then I become furious, and, and what happens is, so I, I gave this to get that. I didn't get what I gave to get, so I change who I am. I don't give anymore. I take. And then that changes me. One of the, one of the incredible things about Jesus, I, just, it just I'm trying to get through my thick head right now, is that nothing anyone ever did to him changed who he was. So he was love. And but in my life, I kind of did to you what you did to me. Mm-hmm. You know, you respect me, I respect you. You don't respect me, I don't respect you. But what I wasn't realizing was that you controlled my life. You know, I, I just did what you told me to do. So you determined who I was. And the problem is, everyone in our life will hurt us. I mean, just by the nature of my wife being around me so much more than anyone else, she probably hurts me. I'm, I'm not, she didn't hit me or anything, right? But I mean, little stuff all the time. And, and I assure you, I hurt her more than anyone else. Mm-hmm. And so if, if I get to this, if either one of us get to this place where us hurting each other changes who we are, we're going to quit loving each other. And then we're, we're going to say we fell out of love. Love's going to fall out of our life. So I'm starting to realize these things. And I'm at the same time, um, I've been asked to teach these children in a Sunday school class that are like nine and ten years old. My daughter's in the class, and and so I'm I'm real. And they're asking me to teach class. I'm like, I don't know what to teach. You know, what am I teach these kids? I'm just going to teach them what I'm learning, and I'm trying to figure out how am I going to illustrate this to children. You know what we're talking about. So this is it, I don't know if this is super deep, but it's not shallow. You know, you got to you got to stop and think. Like I, none of this is obvious. I would say. Mm-hmm in a life ruled by feelings and emotions. Mm-hmm. You gotta stop and ask why. It's not it's not automatic. So I'm thinking, how am I gonna teach these kids? And you're gonna teach them about what love is. Yeah. You're gonna define love for the for these children. I want these children to understand what love is. Cause I'm thinking, you know, if you the wonderful thing about having a great coach from a very really early age as an athlete or anything else is you is you get solid foundation built mm-hmm. out of the gate instead of instead of perfecting a bunch of bad ideas, right, <laughs> you know, right. that then you got to undo later. It's like you got to deconstruct or reconstruct. If you can get some good solid stuff early on, you know, you can build on a solid foundation. So I'm like, you know, this is the one thing I'm learning. This is what I'm, con- and at this time I'm like totally consumed with this all day long, every day. And now 20 years later, I still am. But, and so, yeah, I'm thinking, how am I going to teach them? And I'm thinking, you know, kids are visual and I'm, I'm digging around in first Corinthians where it's saying, telling me there's, Basically, there's seven things that love is, and there's eight things that love is not. And here they are, okay? It doesn't read just like this. It reads differently. But these are the seven things that love is. Love is patient. It's kind. It's truthful. It protects others. It trusts. It hopes. And it perseveres. And, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, that really makes sense. You know, I mean, if, if I know anybody, this, these seven things, it's like they're a fruitful person. You know, I mean, they, they may not be right now. They may be broke. They may have nothing. They may be living on the street. It doesn't matter where they are. But if they're these seven things, they're okay. You know, and, and fruitfulness is their destiny. But then there's these eight things that love is not. And it says love is not angry. It is not rude. It is not envious. It's not prideful. 
It's not unforgiving. It's not boastful. Doesn't, it's not selfish, and it doesn't delight in evil. And man, I'm pretty good at being angry. And I'm pretty good at being rude. I'm, I'm, I'm really good at being prideful. Like, I hang my hat on pride at this time in my life. And I'm like, you know, but, but if I ask myself the honest question, if I know anyone that's angry, rude, envious, prideful, unforgiving, boastful, selfish, and they delight in evil, they're miserable. Mm-hmm. I don't care what they have. They have all the money in the world, all the houses. They can have any and everything they want. And then I'm realizing these aren't feelings. They're decisions. And there are choices, like I choose. Now, you can make me feel angry, but you can't make me choose to be angry or act on my anger. You, you can make me feel envious, but I can choose not to act on my envy. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, going, I'm realizing these are, these are choices, not feelings. And, I, and, and an effort to try to communicate this to the kids, I got a chalkboard, and I wrote these words on there, and then for some reason it came to me, you know, what if this was the roots on a tree? And if I knew anyone that was these seven things that love is, they would be a fruitful tree. And if I knew anyone was these eight things that love is not, it would be a fruitless tree. I didn't really know where I was going from there, mm-hmm. but I just went to the kids on that Sunday morning, and, and, and we start off with it. And with the drawing, man, they were just like 100% listening. Like the rest of the time is like romper room in there you know what I mean but they were all tuned in and they were listening and I was asking them questions and so I just thought you know what here's the tree here's the fruitful tree here's these seven things that love is this is why it's fruitful but what happens is someone's gonna come along and hurt us or they're gonna come along and take some of this fruit so on the chalkboard I raced about a third of the fruit and I said someone comes and takes this from us what are we gonna do and all the kids, you know, raise their hand and just shouting out, let's go get it. We want to get it back. And I'm like, good deal, because so do I. <laughs> right? I mean, do, yeah. doesn't that make perfect sense? Yeah. Why wouldn't you go get it back? Yeah. And so then what I would do is I would say, okay, we're going to get it back. And I'd say, when we go to get back what they took from us, are we going to be patient? And then, man, immediately the kids' eyes lit. Like, they knew where I was going right off the bat. I'm still trying to figure out where I'm going, you know? And, and I'm like, no, we're not going to be patient. We're angry. When we go to get back from taking what they took from us, are we going to be kind? No, we're not going to be kind. We're going to be rude. And I walk my way through this. When we're done, we have become the eight things that love is not. Now we're a fruitless tree in an effort to get back what someone took from us and then I got this nine-year-old kid in the second row. I wish I could remember his name. Raises his hand. He always had a question for everything, you know. And he says, Mr. Kenny, if we get it back, what are we going to do with it? Can we put it back on the tree? And I'm just like, man, what did you just say? <laughs> right? Because I'm like, he's right. Like, this has never occurred to me, ever. We get it back, and then he goes, and wouldn't it be rotten? And so then I'm like, so what you're saying is we cut off the, someone hurt us, and instead of continuing to love, in which case love would have restored everything that was taken from us, we became these eight things that love is not. We cut off the source of what created all the love in our life to begin with, and the feelings of love, and the people we were loving, and totally changed who we are because of what someone did to us, in an effort to get back what they took from us that is now dead, does us no good to get it back. Listen, you can get back what 
the physical thing someone took from you. They steal your bike and get your bike back, mm-hmm. but you can't get the offense back, mm-hmm. right? And so, so we cut off the source of what created it to get back what is dead and rotten and probably wasn't even for us to begin with. And now we're left with this fruitless life, this fruitful, fruitless tree. And, you know, the crazy thing is like, you know, failing to love, um, it's not just a bad idea. It leads to massive suffering. You know, I mean, just just think of it. Who do you know that's angry, rude, envious, boastful, prideful, all these things? Man, they're miserable. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so I'm showing the kids, hey, this is what love is. This is what love is not. And these are decisions. They're not feelings. And if we choose to love through the hurt, loving will restore us. So it's loving that heals us. You know, I, I always thought that, and I hear it taught all the time, you know, that, it's, it, that, you know, you can love someone well or listen, someone loving you is a good thing and it helps you and it makes it a whole lot easier for you to love. But the whole world can love you. If you don't love, you're going to drive and die. I mean, you're just, you're, you're, you're going to suffer. You're, li- you're, you're going to live a fruitless life. Or the whole world can despise you. I mean, you, you could be totally fruitless. I mean, the world can be slaughtering you. you I mean, you're, everything you have, I mean, what, you may not even have a trunk. Mm-hmm. But if you can keep the roots of love connected in your life, all you need is a break. Eventually. Yeah. If you're if you if you remain patient, kind, truthful, protecting others, you're trusting, you're hoping, you're persevering in love, you're connected to God. Yeah, he and is what you're love. saying, and those are choices that you can actually make That's right. to follow through on. That's right. So people say hurt people hurt people. Um, and that's true sometimes. But they don't hurt people because they were hurt. They hurt people, hurt the hurt people that hurt people hurt people because after they were hurt. Somewhere along the way, they lost their way, or they never learned how to love, and they're failing to love. Because I'm telling you, the most loving people you will ever meet in your life are people who the world has just slaughtered. Mm. I mean, they've been through it, man. Mm -hmm. I mean, from birth on up. But somehow they found a way to love their way through it. And they're the most compassionate, understanding, you know, strong I mean, you know, it's like, it's like, man, my life, it was easy. Living a loving life for me was like walking across flat ground, you know, because I was loved by the people around me. So I had love in my life and I was loving, but I wasn't, I wasn't, loving my life wasn't strong. Just meaning that you come along and hurt me, <laughs> I'm not loving anymore. But these people that have to climb a, a cliff to live a loving life mm-hmm. and they pull it off. And with God's help, they can. Like, there's no question they can. Then the love in their life is so strong. Like, the things that blow me over doesn't even phase them. They're not even moved. And so, yeah, love is a, it's a decision to put God and others first uh, for the right reason, not to get something, with, like expecting nothing in return. Yeah. This, this tree analogy has turned a lot of lights on for many people. I know I've done a few interviews with you. Uh, on stage in front of an audience and it's always the time that people go oh that's when the lights come on is there any place that people can go to actually see this image yeah well i mean it's i got a series of images in the book the okay. right fight right. how to live a loving life and with the explanation kind of moving along with it 
I have an animation. You can see it on my social media. I share that sometimes at, at John Kennedy Vaughn on Instagram or TikTok or at Shields of Strength on either one. Or the animation that I have that I've used, eventually I went from a chalkboard basically to having somebody actually just create an animation of a live tree. That's quite it? a leap. Yeah, growing and dying. And so uh, we're working on making that a downloadable version now that'll be at shieldsofstrength.com whenever it's available. But if, if, I mean, for quick reference, you can go right to um, the social media and see examples of it laid out. But there's something, there is something special about seeing it, like yes. the seeing and that, that, that is where so many lights started coming on for me. And the beautiful thing about love and all of this is, is that it's the truth. One thing's love is the truth. And one truth leads to the next truth. So if you can get a hold of the, of the basics then and that light comes on it'll lead you to the next light switch you know and you can kind of find your way yeah and uh what great insight that nine-year-old have yeah now, what right. are you gonna do if you go back and get the fruit and isn't it gonna be rotten right i'd love seeing your face when he said that yeah like it's like wow they were teaching me man. yeah they really were yeah we just we just switched places right well this concludes another episode and as i uh, as we sign off i i want to close out with this one quote and that's in chapter what's this chapter three you say love always cost us something but it will never cost us as much as what not loving will cost us i'll read that again love always cost us something but it will never cost us as much as what not loving will cost us and that's something to think about until we uh can connect again thank you kenny for another uh thought-provoking conversation deal Thanks for listening to The Right Fight Podcast. Make sure to check out Kenny's book, The Right Fight, for more on how to live a loving life. It's available on their website, shieldsofstrength.com, Audible, and all digital platforms. If you have any questions for the podcast, you can email support at shieldsofstrength.com and put podcast as the subject. And make sure to follow Kenny on Instagram and TikTok at John Kennedy Vaughn. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.